Stay on top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around here. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News Talk. 97.3. The Sky. can't believe it. We have a modern-day Santa Claus in the studio. What? Stick around. I'll explain. That's oh, called man. a tease, Greg. Is that what? I was excited for a second. 906 on the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story, the border bill. The Senate released some details on this thing. It's going to be dead on arrival. Uh, who said that? Speaker of the House Johnson did. Uh, Steve Scalise. House Majority Leader said that. Let's hope it's true because the bill is a bill of buffoonery. Uh, it's it's full of money going to Ukraine, and it does nada for border security. We'll get back to that. But first, in the studio, uh, we've got our friend, State Representative uh, Ryan Chamberlain. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me. Hey, it was our pleasure. I was so excited when I heard about this because I was a fan of back when Marco Rubio was Speaker of the House. He tried to get something through like this. You're working on something that would eliminate property taxes for homeowners. Tell me about it. Well, that that's right, Bob. And, you know, this is not a new idea. Uh, well, we're in a different day, different time. Florida is a leading state. And I believe now is the time to move forward with something like this. HB House Bill 1371 is about one thing, and you just said it. It's starting down the road here in Florida to phasing out and eliminating Florida property tax. This this has been noted. This has been coined here even recently, the most hated tax in America. And, and uh, yeah, you see them going up. Of course, the value of your home goes up. Your property tax rate is attached to that. Hey, um, you know, we're all happy that our homes continue to go up in value in many cases. That's great. But we have to pay this higher and higher tax bill that goes with it. If you found a mechanism to eliminate that tax, I guess the question would be, now, what would take its place that would generate hopefully the same amount or more in revenue? Well, there are several ideas on this. And of course, you know, Florida's current sales tax makes it where government doesn't, it can't grow faster than the taxpayer's ability to pay for it. So, you know, let's go back to talking about the property tax. We'll jump to sales tax and and the idea of a consumable tax, but not paying your property tax in Florida subjects you to foreclosure. Right. Think about a. You sen- never really own it. Think about a senior here in the state of Florida. Been paying on their home fifty plus years. It's paid off. They got a million dollars worth of equity or two hundred thousand in equity. They decide not to pay their property tax. The government can come in and foreclose and take that property right now. I mean, someone in Florida never really owns their property. And the other note that I'll make on this for our listeners today is. We are taxed on unrealized gains. You know, think about this. What if the IRS said, hey, we're, we're going to uh, uh, charge you taxes based on what we think you should have made this year? Well, that's what's going on with property. Somebody is deciding what they think the value is. We're not seeing that money in our bank account, so it's right. unrealized gains, and we're being taxed on it year after year. And in the state of Florida, it's get, it's just out of control. The, the property values are going up, and so these local governments – you know, have control over this tax, and we've just got to come up with a better idea. And this bill begins the first step in moving forward. And I and I believe it's going to going to go through with this first step. We got a long way to go, 
but it's that first step that gets it started. That's the important thing to note is that this bill really just provides a mechanism on which this idea will be studied. This will be the Government Accountability Office. They'll examine the impact of pushing forward this kind of a thing. So that's really, it's just about looking at it further and deeper and having a study done, correct? That's correct. See, here's what we know. We know that that there's a certain amount of dollars that are coming in from all 67 counties in property tax. There is an actual number. And once we have that number, we know what's needed to fund. You know, no one wants to stop funding some of the important things that we want to fund, but we've got to know that number. I believe we're going to be able to lower the tax burden on all Floridians, but we got to know what that number is so that then we can uh, replace that uh, number. It begins with this study, and the reason we did this is, hey, let's say we come up with this great plan this next year, and we work on it for a few years, and then... All of a sudden, everybody comes back and says, well, we got to do a study on this. Well, we're going to go ahead and eliminate that right now. Let's get the numbers on the table. Let's get all the numbers on the table, and let's make some decisions, because there is a better way. There right. is a better way. All right, so I, I know back in Rubio's day, uh, let's say the Florida tax was 6%, and I know it varies county to county because there's other special things they do, but uh, at, when he instituted instituted or tried to, I think it was like two additional pennies in that day. Uh, I don't know what the number would be, but if you could give us a ballpark round number, like you think we might have an 8% sales tax in essence? Well, certainly like an that. idea like that is is definitely on the table. We but gotta, that's not the only idea. That's not the only idea. There's going to be several ideas that are on the table, but the truth is a, a consumable tax is maybe one of the most fair fairest ways to go about it. We just got to get the exact number so that we know what we're dealing with and get rid of this this weird system where we're taxed on unrealized dollars that people are just making up out of thin air. Let me give you, I think, the concerns that a lot of people have is right now people don't like paying high property taxes. However, um, they're not, they might not be losing their house as a result of it, but the insurance, the insurance to cover the house has gone crazy if you can even you know, get it in some cases. Are we doing enough to address that? Well, I believe we are. I believe we're on the right track. There's more that we can do, plenty more, and there's plenty more conversations that are happening. Here's what's interesting that I've learned about these insurance companies. Let's say this past year we made a bunch of great uh, adjustments to the insurance industry. Well, some of these insurance companies now are coming back saying, well, we're not going to be able to lower our rates till uh, we get two or three years worth of data. So they're making everybody wait two or three years to make sure that the changes that took place aren't going to put them out of business. Well, we're working on speeding that time frame up. So if people aren't seeing the the, the reductions immediately, it's because of the the slowness of the insurance companies, not because of what's happening in the state of Florida. State of Florida is moving forward with it, getting more aggressive with it. I see some some uh, better rates coming here soon. And let me give you the uh, the the one other I think question mark for a lot of people is, and this came up with the. Big fair tax, one that Neil Boards, who used to be a host here, he talked about, and he helped to promote, wrote a couple books on it. And and in Europe, they have a VAT tax, a value-added tax that really is nothing but a revenue stream. It doesn't necessarily do anything. It doesn't really add value, but that's what they call it. And they tax almost all the goods and services with this VAT. Here's the concern here in Florida. You say, okay. Let's vote in this consumption tax. And everybody's like, yeah, that's a good idea. But you, but we're afraid you're not going to fully eliminate property taxes and that 
we could end up with both. Well, that is a concern. So let me just go ahead and, and tell you what we're talking about here. This is not about coming up with a new tax or something that nobody's ever heard of. We're not looking to create income taxes on small businesses. And you know what? We tried a sales tax on services back in the 80s. That didn't work out mm-hmm. very well. So we're not looking at all these weird, creative things to try to hide this. We want raw, real numbers. And here's my belief, Bob, is that this this move in this right direction away from property taxes, people think that, hey, the, the poor people or the individuals on a lower income, this won't affect them. It absolutely will affect them. Their rents are going up because property taxes and insurances are going up. Everything they, This is going to affect almost everyone in the state of Florida, I believe, in a positive way. Now, and that's the other question, too, is will this be a remedy just for property owners and their primary residence? Or if you have rental property, would your property taxes also be eliminated? Because if they're not, then like you said, the guy who owns the property is just going to pass along like they have to now to their renter you know, any and all costs associated. And so a property tax might only go away for homeowners. Have you thought that one through? I have. And, and I believe we're just looking at shifting a into a more fair system. Uh, I like the word fair tax, but fair system uh, for everyone. As I mentioned earlier, those that are out renting property, they don't own any property, they don't have any investments, but their rent uh, has just gone up another 20% in the last year because of property taxes are, are skyrocketing. This is going to be able to benefit those individuals as well. So I see it benefiting all constituents, both parties, even though there'll be some arguments, all, all parties, this is across the line. And let me say this, if we're the first state to have no income tax and no property tax, we would not just be the most prosperous state in the country, Bob, we would be the most prosperous economy in the world. Then we'd have to put up a border wall to keep people out of Florida. (laughs) Now you're talking. (laughs) That's it. No. um, HB 1371, House Bill 1371, and all that does is provides a mechanism to study this issue, correct? That's correct, and it's moving forward. State Representative Ryan Chamberlain, we appreciate your time, and we wish you the best. Thank you. It's 916. We're 30 minutes away from things that make you smile on 97.3. The sky. Mark Levin. Mark Levin. The problem is Joe Biden is old, old. His history and experience are loathsome. Even when he had a mind, they were loathsome. Six weeknights on 97.3 The Sky. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. 921 on the Bob Rose Show. Huh. You know, I just make these statements, but I follow them up. You know, that sounds like something like maybe Ben Franklin would have said or something, doesn't it? Ooh. I mean, I, possibly. I think it sounds pretty good. He had some he nice say, words. He might say quill or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, it is 921. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. And your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story, Senate releases bipartisan border bill is a pile of baloney. It really is. Uh, we'll take some of it apart and explain. Also, Apollo Creed, otherwise known as Carl Weathers. I'm sure there's some people who probably knew him by his real name. If you saw him on the street, say Apollo! He has passed away at the age of 76. And I got to tell you, I just... 
the Rocky stuff was awesome, and pretty much everything he was in, I thought he was. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Very charismatic guy. All right. Then you've got Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. MTG. And uh, apparently she did a phone interview with Breitbart, and she was talking about the Fulton County District Attorney. You know, Fanny. Fool, f- fooling around Fanny. Yep. Fanny fooled around. That should be a song. I fooled around and fell in love. That's been taken already. Yeah. Oh. Good song. Can't use that? Uh, that could be like as she comes into, that's true. you know, about to give a meeting Her and stuff. They can play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some wrestlers get theme songs. I think that'd be awesome. Okay, I don't think she'd like it. Who cares? Uh, who cares? Uh, Willis admitted Friday in court filing to a relationship with Nathan Wade, whom she appointed to prosecute uh, former President Donald Trump, with, but denied. The relationship interfered with the case. Oh, huh. It didn't interfere with the case. I mean, we weren't meeting to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Willis had neither confirmed the affair or nor denied the impact of the relationship on the case up until Friday. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said, absolutely, she should step down. She should be absolutely ashamed of herself. Uh, Trump and co-defendant Mike Roman have accused Willis and Wade of corruption for, number one, maintaining an improper romantic relationship. Number two, enriching themselves through the taxpayer-funded prosecution. Number three, meeting with Biden administration officials before indicting Trump and co-defendants. Why is that important? Because... That's the piece of the puzzle that says the Biden administration, as the party in charge, the chief executive, is not just allowing but promoting uh, the the possible destruction of his political adversary. Are you saying they were in collusion? Uh, Yes, uh, I am. Mm. It's a word the Dems like a lot. Yeah. Look... Destroy your political enemy. That's the, you know, that's the mantra of third world governments, banana republics, whatever. Now it's been more, seems like, in heavier use, especially against Trump. We've seen the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI. We've seen the weaponization of the IRS. Okay, going after the Tea Party folks. So what about Biden? Did he give them marching orders to go do it? And did he give them a funding to carry it out? Apparently there's some funding there, but um, in what format they put that money? More like a grant type thing, but but we'll see. But but it's so obvious when you when you're going to the White House uh, to to basically to collude to figure out how to get rid of their political opponent. I mean, right. could it be more blatant than that? No, not really. Come on. Uh, Even Marjorie Taylor Greene, she said, there's so much evidence coming out. I would love to see a criminal investigation. That's what should be happening here in the state of Georgia against Fannie Willis. Uh, That's why I called for Governor Kemp and Attorney General Chris Carr to launch a criminal investigation. Now, so far, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp refused to launch a criminal investigation into Willis, saying in January that the probe should move through a House committee which a Georgia State House has since launched. 
There's also a Georgia State Senate probe into Willis and a congressional probe led by Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. Green said that any investigation into Willis should focus on her affair with Wade due to a conflict of interest. Wade had sex with Willis to win a contract from Fulton County to help Willis prosecute Trump. Green explained, a prosecution from which Trump and co-defendants alleged she benefited. Quote, you had Nathan Wade having sex with Willis to get a contract with a Fulton County, uh, with Fulton County and be hired as a prosecutor. So he never registered as a lobbyist. He never filed any of that paperwork. I filed an ethics violation against him because Willis admitted that they have a relationship that should move the investigation against Nathan Wade to a different level. Now, Willis is up for re-election in 2024. That'll give the voters of the county the power to remove her from office following the allegations of corruption. Green said Willis could lose her re-election just as former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms lost hers in 2022. All right. Well, we'll see how this thing as so many other things do, they slowly kind of unwind. But we'll see what it leads to. And, you know, some are saying, hey, this this could get the whole case thrown out against Trump and all the co-defendants. And it could. All right. We're approaching 928 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And make sure you get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa. So first thing in the morning, catch up on the latest news. When you get up, just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky, and you will be all set. 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Hang in there. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on The Sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. They open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. What's happening on the campaign trail? Following the trail. My campaign. For president. Every step. We really want to have two 80-year-olds running for president? All the way. Running as fast as they can. To election day. we got a long way to go. A long way to go. Hear about it first. First, talk about it now. now. 97.3 The Sky. Nine thirty-five on a Bob Rose Monday, whatever that means. <laughs> well, because we look at the day, yeah, through Bob Rose colored glasses. Ah, I see what so, you did yeah. there. Yeah, I like that. A little that. more upbeat. I like that. Greg Cassidy here as well. Morning, Greg. Good morning. It is so far. It is. It is uh, nine thirty-five. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. It is Monday. We're going to try to to make it great. One of your top stories: the Senate releases a bipartisan uh, border bill that it is so abysmal. There's no way that it should even be considered any sort of start for talking points or for deliberation of any sort, uh, I don't think. And I'm happy to hear the Speaker of the House, uh, Johnson, said it'll be dead on arrival when it gets to the House. And um, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise said, um, yeah, it won't, it won't ever even get voted on. And that's good. And it's uh, loaded for money going to... Ukraine, and it is loaded for money for the 
our border, but not where it looks like it is uh, clearly identified as that which would bring about some level of border security. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It allows for like 5,000 a day to come across. And um, that doesn't, you know, even account for all the gotaways, too, which we're not even sure what the numbers are on that one. All right. Um, Got some positive news, I guess, on a very bad issue. Okay. Uh, Sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. I think everybody agrees. Not good. Not good. Well, Tennessee and Florida actually have done pretty well when they're measured by this. In Mm. fact, they're the two best states in fighting sex trafficking. But the bad news is, leaving the other 48 far behind, some states way, way behind. Tennessee received an A grade, the only one. Florida was the only state to receive a B grade. This is according to a report by Shared Hope International. Now, many might not be surprised that Tennessee and Florida did well because they have governors that take the the health of children and protecting children very, very seriously. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee and our Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Meanwhile, seven states, California, Colorado, Minnesota, Nevada, Louisiana, Texas, and Washington State got C grades. Hmm. Um, And states that failed, notably the majority of U.S. states, 32 in total, received an F grade in regards to fighting sex trafficking. What? Are they doing nothing? (sighs) I mean, it's it's a big issue in Florida, so the fact that we are doing well at it, and even got a B, I think says a lot. It does. It says that some of the things that Shared Hope International examines when grading states include mirroring the federal law, state child sex trafficking statutes, um, and that they should be unequivocally applied to the conduct of buyers by criminalizing the act of purchasing, quote-unquote, or patronizing, quote-unquote, a minor for sex regardless of the child's age. In addition to using the sex... Uh, the child sex trafficking law to prosecute buyers, law enforcement and prosecutors should also be able to investigate and charge a wide range of buyer conduct under the state laws. Hmm. These laws must clearly apply to buyers by criminalizing the act or attempt to solicit, purchase, or patronize a minor for sex without requiring an additional and limiting um, yeah, law there. So, Wow. It, it we still I think on every level have a long way to go and I know it's still a big problem in Florida if we're getting a B grade and the problem is still as large as it appears to be mm-hmm. now it is well it's tough we're fighting an uphill battle the the sad part is there's still consumers of this stuff um, and there's cartels that are making a lot of money off of it yeah. so they're 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 trafficking in it. Yeah, but at least we can say it looks like Florida and Tennessee are at least giving it, uh, really trying to get tough and really make a difference. Patrick Mahomes playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure his dad's very proud, but he may not make it to the game. Depends. He got himself in some, well, some legal hot water. Apparently, he was uh, arrested for driving while intoxicated in Texas Saturday night. Mahomes Sr. is 53 years old. He was arrested for DWI in the past as well. 2019, the former New York Met was arrested for DWI, sentenced to 40 days in jail. 
Uh, according to Jesse Newell, Kansas City Star, the arrest occurred in Tyler, Texas, and it's actually Mahomes' third arrest for DWI. Under Texas law, a third DWI arrest would carry a penalty of two to ten years in prison. Wow, that's serious. But they need to get serious. So. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, back when he was charged in 2018, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 40 days in county jail. The online log stated that he served those on weekend days from February 2019 through February 2020. The close proximity and repeat nature of the arrest cast doubt on whether he will be able to attend the Super Bowl only eight days away. Uh, Pat Mahomes did not respond to a request for comments from TMZ. And uh, I believe he's already, I'm pretty sure he's already out on bond, but... Yeah, we talked yeah. about this earlier. It's like, you know, they get this new invention called Uber. Yeah. And then they have an old invention. Uh, it's called a cab. Yep. Been around a while. And I'm sure that if you asked your son to pay for your ride, mm-hmm. he would happily do so. Yeah. Yeah. To make Rather sure you get home. This? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because these things, that's the problem with these things. Um. The, as 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 bad as it might be that he's feeling right now, yeah, and and the financial penalties and whatever that that might ensue, it's nothing compared to what he would feel like if he hurt or killed somebody. No. So, yep, got to get the word out. What's Nikki Haley up to? Hmm. Oh, hanging out with the Saturday Night Live crew, eh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess they did some skits. Tried to make it funny. Yeah. Um, all it did basically was pick on Trump. That's all it really did. It was the opening thing. So it didn't do much. Well, look, if you had somebody that plays the Trump character, and they do, and and yeah, it, it there is a character caricature there, kind of. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not yeah, it's not hard when people have unique habits, unique way that they look and speak. Mm-hmm. And um, I just you know if if they were just a little bit more diverse. And who they picked on? Yeah, balanced with it. If there was a little bit of equity involved? Yeah, yes. I mean, I thought the lefties <laughs> loved equity. He, not when hey, it comes to yeah, political no, humor. Not so much. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, they brought up the whole uh, slavery thing because, remember, she she declined to say slavery when asked about the cause of the Civil War. But that almost gave her an out. It gave her a, a chance to say, yeah, I should have mentioned that. It was almost like helping her in that regard for that faux pas. Well, apparently, based on kind of the response she got in general, yeah, um, people might enjoy her making fun of Trump. But at the end of right. the day, hey, that that audience Saturday Night Live it was not no. so chill no. with her at all. No, because so, to her, I mean, to them, she's still a Republican. So right. They don't know the difference. Look, did, you, did she wanted to get some exposure, yes, to maybe a group of people that, you know, you can't always reach through traditional methods, sure. maybe. I, and but is that crowd going to vote for her? No, but they're going to go along with making fun of Trump. Right. Which so, has been kind of her thing, yeah, is sure. make friends with the so-called moderates. But what happens is, mm. to them... You're just a useful idiot. Absolutely. You're, you're just being used to do damage to Trump and his brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully well, she'll figure that out sooner rather than I later. I hope so. A time's ticket here. I mean, it's February. Come on. 
Uh, we've got a Green Beret in Congress. You've been introduced to him several times on this show. His name is Waltz, yep. Representative Mike Waltz, and uh, he represents a part of Florida. And this guy, like I said, is a Green Beret. Yeah. He was the first Green Beret ever elected to Congress. And I trust him when he's talking a little bit about strategy He's a member of the Permanent Select Committee on Intel, House Armed Services Committee, Foreign Affairs Committee, and uh, yeah, he knows when he starts talking about this stuff, he knows what he's doing well. He doesn't like it that Biden is deliberately sabotaging uh, a surprise element in response to Iran-backed attacks on U.S. troops. And he did. He gave warning. How can you do that? Oh, hopefully only the good guys will hear the warning and, and they'll get out of the area. You know what I mean? Amazing. I mean, you give this warning out, yeah. bad guys know you're going to come and you're going to strike and it's going to be a temporary situation. Right. So they make themselves scarce for a period of time. When the bombing's over, they come back out like cockroaches. Mm. And, you know, and Waltz is calling them out on it. Good. And he Great. should. Yes. And he said, by the way, saying don't to Iran uh-huh. is not a military strategy. Didn't work, did it? Mm, no, it Joe tried it, didn't. it, but it didn't work. It don't work. It don't. Just don't. It don't. <laughs> That's better than just say no. Just don't. Yep. In 2022, former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence accused the Biden administration of threatening to unravel all the pr- uh, progress the Trump administration made in marginalizing the Iranian regime, including abandoning the Iran nuclear deal and opposing tough sanctions on the theocracy's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which aims to protect the country's Islamic Republic political system. The Trump administration also vigorously enforced those sanctions to bring Iran's oil exports to near zero during our administration and deny the regime its principal source of revenue. Mm. Iran, good guys or bad guys? I think most people wow. using their logic, logical mind would say bad guys. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you give bad guys a break? Between... The Biden administration and the Obama administration, they've given them many breaks. And bucks. Indeed. Coming up next, things that make you smile, upbeat positive thoughts that you share with us. Brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So call in now for things that make you smile. 877-975-9825. Non-political. You can do it next. Sean Hannity. Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky. Tell me you will stay. Make me smile. Another day in paradise, my friends. Time for an attitude of gratitude. Upbeat, positive things, non-political just positive things you can think of. That's what Things That Make You Smile is all about. Brought to you by Robin Larson Dental. Call in now, 877-975-9825. Hey, Pete, what's making you smile? This weekend, I was listening to a rebroadcast of an old Casey Kasem American Top 40 show. It was from 1984. And he played a novelty song 
it's a tribute to the Three Stooges, and it's called The Curly Shuffle. And I hadn't heard that song in years. And I got up, and I was bouncing around the house, and I know all the words. I was singing the words, and I was going yuck, 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 and everything. <laughs> and I enjoyed that song so much, and it was like those years just melted away, and I was right back there in that time. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Good times. Well, music is one of those things, though. You know, we talk about it from the perspective of having been in radio our, our whole lives. For us, it a lot of times will take us back to a studio. And the, the like, there's a couple of BG songs that I, I know if it was summer or winter when I played it. Really? You could almost smell the studio, you uh-huh. know, the feel, and, and everything like that. And that's been a lot of years ago. I was, you know, 16, 17. So, but yeah, it, it does. Music has a way of doing that for you. I remember cool. when I got my cost headphones which were probably the lowest of the cost line because i was still like in middle school but i plugged those into my am fm eight track stereo and um kansas carry on wayward son oh yeah i mean you talk about you know highly produced production instrumentation just this level of like you've never heard you know violin being played yeah music i mean and so yeah that uh that definitely made a mark on me yeah and and also hey when we do uh, good things in the community that's mm-hmm. another one of those feel goods you oh, know absolutely and we've got the 26th annual bob rose golf scramble coming up and you're cordially invited uh to be a sponsor to participate at any level that you would like but it is friday april the 5th at hawkstone country club we've been doing this for years they've got it down to a uh, science mm-hmm. a science of having a great time for a great cause and I love it, and I'm happy to be a part of it. And I'd like you to uh, join in on some level, whether you're a golfer or not. You can always uh, volunteer. Uh, but if you're a golfer, I highly recommend it. The course is always uh, impeccable. For more information, just go to ARC, A-R-C, ARC, mm-hmm. And uh, get in before it sells out. We've been very blessed to have sold it out. I think every year. Oh, yeah. Well, we always got to remind folks it's, it is it is ARC. It's not like the big boat. Right. So that, that, always, right. that always works for them. Well, they, they help people oh, yeah. live to their human potential that otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have much. Yep. Coming up next, it's the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Hang on. I'm going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coronated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored. Have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. You can pick your nose, but you can't pick your pathogens. A review of dozens of published studies into mechanisms behind neurological diseases shows strong evidence that people who frequently pick their noses and are at higher risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Not kidding you. Wow. Neuroinflammation in Alzheimer's disease might be partially caused by viral, bacterial, and fungal pathogens entering the brain through the nose and olfactory system. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That is. And probably just while I was giving you that story, you did it, didn't you? You're busted. 
And that's your smoking gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. The Ath Greg. I'm Bob. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. Don't pick it. See ya.